listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, good morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 1. I don't know if you've um, been watching any of the Olympics. I know it's at an all-time low and all kind of things, and it comes on in the middle of the night because of the time changes and all that kind of stuff. So we get the reruns. We get to find out by internet ahead of time and get to watch things. But uh, but there were some really things that have transpired, especially in, in ladies' gymnastics and stuff. And you know, and people have created things. You know, as, as Christians, you always got to have mercy before judgment. And also got to hear all the facts before you hear, make decisions or do things based on what you hear. It, it seems like everybody has an opinion. And uh, it, it so amazes me is how many people have more in tune to what the world is doing. I heard a statement made this week that the reason the church doesn't have a greater impact upon the world is because the world is having a greater impact on the church. You know, and uh, and how true it is because uh, we see uh, what's going on, what's transpiring, and most of us are allowing what the world is saying and what is transpiring uh, to cause us to react more than what God said. And because we spend more time listening to the world than we do listening to God. And now don't, don't shout me down. Don't get all, you know, all things. But it's truth. And, and it takes an effort. How many of you know it takes a strong, uh, it takes a, you know, it, it, your strong spirit takes a strong mind, hallelujah, to think for yourself, to stand up and to know who God is and stand up and believe what the word of God says. The Bible says that it's the strong spirit of man that shall sustain him in times of trouble. The, the Amplified says that times of trouble and of bodily pain, it's, it's strength of spirit. But the Bible also says here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, God's not given us a spirit of fear or of timidity. But he's given us a a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, uh, the New Living Translation, when it says sound mind, says self-discipline. And uh, when when you see things like that or when you understand stuff there, and uh, I wanted you to go there, but I want you to go over to chapter 2, because I'm going to read a lot of verses out of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 1 through 13, I'm going to give Greg my title here really quickly, so he's got this here, and the title is, The Word of God Can't Be Chained, okay? It can't be bound, all right? And what you need to understand is that we have to rise up in authority and take authority over words that have been spoken, and we have to take authority over actions that are taking place. As the church, you need to understand we are still in charge, And I'm going to say this and do this and stand here until Jesus comes to let you know we are the mighty moving force, that the church is the center of what God's doing today. The earth is having groaning pains. The earth is having sorrows. The earth is doing all kinds. But listen, we've got to be a light. We've got to have sound minds. We've got to have self-discipline. We've got to stay and keep vocaling and keep speaking truth. We've got to keep declaring. We can't let the spirit of fear continue to try to bombard us how do they to try to come down and the reason i share that about the olympics is because you know when you're at a point of that kind of caliber but then all of a sudden you start doubting yourself you're done 
You're done. And especially in that particular sport, you can hurt yourself really bad and be maimed for life. When you get to a point, see what happens is, is that we get to doubting ourselves into believing what is really truth. Well, we know it's right here. We know what truth is. The problem is, is that out here speaking so loud that we haven't been able to, to grasp this right here. But we've got to speak the word till the word speaks louder than, than the lies. Amen? But I want to read this to you because I want to read where, where the Lord just brought me today. And then I want to talk about your authority. And I want to talk about your power. and your Because I want to start. I want you to know who you are. We've got to know that now. We've got to know. We've got to not let fear, not to let any kind of fear come in. I don't care what they're saying or what's doing, what's going on. Listen, hallelujah. We, we are the, the church and we are going to stand our ground. Amen. Yes. You know, things may come, but they have to go because they can't stay. Amen. So here is 2 Timothy chapter uh, 1, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse, verse 1, excuse me. He said, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. Did you notice Paul didn't tell Timothy to be strong in himself? He said, you be strong in the grace or through the grace that God gives you. Grace is God's ability for me to do what I cannot do of my own self. Amen. Hallelujah. Then he says this, you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. That's my job, to teach you so you can pass it on to others. We've got to make a ripple effect. Endure suffering. Oh, nobody likes that. Do you know one of the fruit of the spirits is long, th- long suffering? It means suffering long with some folks, suffering long with some things. But here's the thing. It says, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. Wow. For then they cannot please the officer or the Lord Jesus who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand all of these things. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is good news. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory to Christ Jesus, to those God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Now go with me over to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. Hallelujah. Actually, let's back up and go to verse 18. It says, my little children, let us not love in word. And I'm reading this out of the King James, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living because I want to get it out of the, because my brain is thinking King James, but I'm going to get an understanding of New Living, okay? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. 
Hereby we know that we are of the truth and we shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence toward God. Amen? And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Amen? I'm going to read to you out out of the New Living Translation. Verse 18 says, Dear children, let us not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. And he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. Amen? Listen, we know the truth. We know what the truth does. Amen? Now I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to jump ahead to to the sixth page of my notes here. But I want to read something to you that's so cool that that you'll get this. We go back to Ephesians chapter 6. If you didn't bring your Bibles, hopefully they'll put them up there. Hallelujah. And if they didn't, scoot over next to somebody who you think maybe won't bite you. And they'll uh, see if they can do that there, okay? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. But I want to give you some scripture. How many know the word of God is what will hold us steady? It's the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, you know, in verse 10 in the New Living Translation says, A final word, be strong in the Lord. I'm so glad that I don't have to be strong in myself. I can be strong in the Lord and the power of his grace. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. Amen. And and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen world and against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, uh, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery darts or the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in prayers for all believers everywhere. Amen? Now, I want to read that to you out of the, 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 the Message Bible, and uh, it's really cool, because here's what he says in the Message Bible. He says, and that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. There is, this is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. No, this is for keeps. This is a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all of his angels. Be prepared. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. So take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting... 
you'll still be on your feet. Okay? Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or no one drops out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. No, this isn't. We are in a life or death battle. The enemy knows that his time is right. Listen, if you understand time and you understand where we're at in in the time of things, the, the Bible says that with the generation that sees, you know, Israel become a nation and Jerusalem won back and become their capital and all those things, which this generation, you and I, we have seen that, okay? Starting in the beginning of 1949, okay? So 80 years from that, or, you know, that takes place, you know, 1948, actually. But so 80 years from 1948, then that means 2028 would be the culmination of 80 years. And whether or not God waits all the way until 2028 and then says, okay, now I'm going to start the, uh, the tribulation, or God decides to do it this year. You got all kinds of continents. There's a well, Pastor, you're saying he's going to come. And, yeah, I, I definitely know he's going to come and things are going to happen. Has to be in that timeline. All right. You say he's coming this year. I don't know. I'd like it to be this year. But, uh, and then he could complete seven years. But if it's not, that's okay. That's okay. Now I'm, I, I'm working and living like he's not coming until. Hallelujah. Because we're doing what God's called us to do. Amen. Because we've got to finish. We've got to do what God's called us to do and keep going in the area, in the direction God wants us to go in. But you know what? I'm ready. And if you think, okay, we've got eight years left. If you take the half year here, we basically got seven and a half years in what's going on here. So that's a short period of time when you think about uh, heaven. Because heaven is like a thousand years. And one day is like a thousand years. And a day is, you know, a thousand years is like one day. And if you divide that into 24, you come out to about every 10 minutes is about 40 years. So, you know, you realize that, um, uh, that we don't have a lot of time. So that means we got like a minute left in heaven. God's about to get up and tell Jesus to come and get me in you. I'm not an end time preacher, but I know how to add. I know how to do math. I know how to do some things here, okay? But you know what it said in, in, in that? I love what it says there because, listen, we are in this to win, and we are in, and we do win, but we need to know how to apply the things that God has given us. The very first thing, and this is the wonderful thing, this is what you need to understand. You know the truth. Truth. This word is truth. You know the truth. Don't listen to it. I don't care how many experts. It doesn't matter. You may not know how this operates. You don't matter how this spread. You may not know anything, but you know the truth. You know what God said about it. You know what God said about you. You know what God declared about it. God said all things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. God said no weapon that's formed against you can prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Amen. For this is your heritage. And then their righteousness is of me, says God. We've got the truth. We've got to apply the truth. You know, it's my funny saying that I've said for years and years here when I first saw a crocodile 
about Dundee when they were doing that thing there. And the guy comes up and he pulls out a knife and oh, he's got a knife. And he pulls out this big old giant. He says, that's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> so people want to say, oh, let me just tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you all the It's like, no, 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 that's not truth. This is truth. This is truth. Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you, it is written. See, the devil, even though they so yeah, but people are using, yeah, the devil used scriptures, but then Jesus used more scriptures and defeated him in that. We need to know how to apply the truth of the word of God because he said his word is truth and, he, and we know that his truth sets us free. Truth always brings freedom, not bondage. And fear is never of God. Never. Okay? If somebody's bringing fear, they're trying to coerce you, trying to make you, then you know it's wrong. Amen? We see this. We understand no truth when we apply the word of God. How do we apply it? We speak it. Amen? We having the same spirit of faith according as it's written. They believed and therefore they spoke. They opened their mouth. We also believe and therefore we what? Speak. Amen. We've got to say things. We've got to take the word of God and say, no, that's not right. No. Take your hands off our finances. Take your hands off of my body. Take your hands off of my family. Let me tell you a little story. It's so funny. I talked to my brother yesterday. And, uh, you know, before my mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer, all of you know that. They've given her up to die and, uh, and all these things there. And so she's went to the doctor and said she's not going to take anything or not do anything. And she's doing fine. She's feeling great. No pain. No nothing. Working good. I talked to her uh, this past week, too. Anyways, uh, so I talked to my brother. And he says, yeah, everybody here. You know, they were supposed to go to... Uh, Wyoming to Cheyenne, Wyoming and do Cheyenne Frontier Days. They have a two-week rodeo there that's one of the biggest, except for like Calgary, Canada, but it's one of the biggest in the nation. They were all, so they had gotten this ahead of time before this diagnosis came to for my mom. And then all of a sudden when that happens, like, oh, what are we going to do? But the problem was everybody that was supposed to go with and take my mom to, to Cheyenne to do this thing all got sick. And my brother says, you know, the funny thing about it is mom's the most healthiest one of the bunch here today. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, I said, yeah, the person that's supposed to have been dead a month ago and not going to live and not do that. So you can't, you know, here it is. And she's healthier than all of you. And then they're like, well, we, I told her, I said, how are we going to, because everybody had to go back to school. They're school teachers and they all, my, both my brother and my sister-in-law and everybody that was there doing all the shifts are all, they're all school teachers. So they're all involved. So he said, what are you going to, I said, well, she could take care of herself right now. She's doing good. She said, so she calls me, talks to them. And I said, you know, I said, the problem is, is that you all, you know, dealing with things that are going on and she's just having fun, having life because she doesn't know if she gets tomorrow. You know, she'll be 84 this coming, this August 28th. And, uh, you know, she told me, she said, I'm going to live at least to my birthday. I said, all right, mom, that sounds cool. You know, we, we talk and it's because she's going to make heaven, but she's doing great. She's fine. And uh, it's like I said, I said, well. And, you know, and so he says, well, has she gone back to the doctor? No, she ain't going back to the doctor because there's nothing they can do. And, and uh, you know, and she's, you know, she's just a feisty, I want to say old lady, and she is, but she's precious. <laughs> she's feisty. But she believes 
what's going on? But I, I still started laughing. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, she's the healthiest one of us taking care of herself. We all got to, we're all quarantined. We're all over here. Can't do nothing. Not, not because just, you know, they're like, hey, just we don't want to give her anything. I said, yeah, well, you don't. God bless you. You see, it's just funny when we look at it like that. But what happens is, is that we don't take the truth literally. I like what he said up here. Remember what he said? He said that truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. When you speak the word of God, they're far greater than words. Amen. He told us here that we've got to take truth. Amen. Then he said that we've got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I, I'm, I, this is something that the body of Christ, and you need to grab a hold of this. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, glory to God, you got the righteousness of God in you. You became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You became and have right standing with God. You, hallelujah, are undefeated. You can't be defeated unless you quit. It's amazing. It's, oh, you're just bragging. No, I'm just telling you the truth. And we're not trying to beat anybody up. We're not trying to come. We're not comparing ourselves among ourselves. We're not trying to do this. We're letting what God said about us be true. And we let everybody else just do what they want to do. Because we, you know, when you know the truth, it doesn't matter what somebody else says. Or they want to argue. They want to fuss. They want to fight. You just smile and go, it's too late. God bless you. It's too late for me. And they want to make you feel bad. They want to make you feel bad about feeling good. And nobody should be that happy. I get that all the time. Nobody should be as happy as you. I can't help it. I like being happy. You know, I found out a long time ago, it's a medical thing that if you frown, you use more muscles to frown than you do to smile. Okay. You have to make yourself frown. You have to make yourself be sad. You literally have to make yourself shut your mouth. It was designed to be open. Amen. Why does 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says that we've got to bring everything into the obedience of Christ. We have to cast down everything that brings it into, uh, uh, comes up against the knowledge of God. We've got to bring everything, and the Bible says to bring everything into the obedience of truth. See, that's why knowing the word of God is so vitally important for you. It's getting this, it's getting you, it's getting the word of God, it's getting you to hear and to see and to know, wait a minute, no, I've got God's word on it. I'm a child of God. God loves me. He cares for me. God's not ever going to leave me. God doesn't leave me. And you got to stop trying to do it in your own strength. Amen? I mean, that's the hard thing. I, I learned it. I mean, I preach it because that's my problem is that I'm always trying to help God out. You know, I am. I'm always doing things. I, and if you're getting tired and you're getting weak and you're getting frustrated, it's because you think, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Sometimes you've got to stop and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And I'm just going to allow God to be God. And I'm going to love you. And I'm going to care for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And let God be God. See, we forgot how much authority that we have. And we don't exercise. It's just truth. See, we're fighting a truth-untruth battle. The devil's saying fear. The devil's saying you're going to die of sickness. The devil's saying this. You can't do this. You're going to get this. You're going to get this. And if he's not saying that to you, he's saying you're going to give it to somebody or you're going to do this. You're going to be the cause of it. He's trying to get us into thinking that no matter what we say or do is going to hurt somebody. 
And that's a lie. Whatever we say or do is always going to help somebody. He says, don't let it be just in word only, but in deed. We're going to help. We're going to reach out. We're going to touch. We're going to say, how can we help you? Glory to God. We want to reach out. We want to touch lives. We want to help people. Amen. Everything we do is going to be a blessing, not a curse. Amen. It's going to be a blessing, not a curse. You know, but how do we apply righteousness? You begin to act like you're righteous. You begin to act like God likes you and you like him. Okay, that you have a relationship with him, that you're okay, that you have right standing with God, that you can walk into the throne room of God without any guilt or condemnation at all. Hallelujah. And if you got guilt, then you repent and you ask God to forgive you and you wash it away. Hallelujah. You let God deal. But you stand and say, I have a right to ask. You know, it's funny, we read all this, and if you listen to what I read, it says we can ask and we will receive. We can ask and we can receive. Why? Because the truth sets us free. God hears you. We're praying to a God that listens. He hears you. He hears when you'll stop and think. See, authority belongs to us, but we, if we don't act on it, and here's the thing about it, we have authority. The Word of God says we have authority, but we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to help us use that authority and how to take dominion, because he'll tell you what to do. Okay, how, what are we supposed to do here, Lord? Here's what we need to do. Do this. Say this. Pray this. Let's do this. Amen? And, and God does it, and you go, whoa, God, you're pretty cool. I mean, it was super, and it's like, wow, it actually works. You kind of go, hey, try that again. Instead of, instead of getting all excited, getting upset, getting like, oh, oh, and just, you know, getting all mad and frustrated, step back, do like Jesus did. Take your finger right in the sand. Say, okay, Holy Ghost, what am I supposed to say to all these guys about this woman that's in front of me? All this stuff here. You know. Hey, here we go. He who is without sin, let him, let him cast the first stone. All right. That's a good word. Everybody leaves. Amen. Jesus got a word from God. You know what? You can get a word from God. It's God speaking to your heart. It's God revealing truth to you. That's how you do this because you need to understand. That's what I've been sharing it's just the last several times is understanding that you're a new creature, understanding who you are, what you have. Let's be the body of Christ. Amen. Let's be who God says we are. Amen. That's how we apply righteousness. That's how we apply truth. Glory to God. But it goes on to say, it says, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, which simply means be ready to give an answer to every man that asks the reason of the hope that's within you. Amen. I don't know if you saw the testimony, and, and I'm doing it because I, I like Olympics. I love the Olympics. I like track and field. I coached track and field for six years at Lodi High, helping them out there and doing things. You know, we actually had, when we had our 27-passenger bus and our 15-passenger van, the school was having trouble and difficulty getting bus drivers, getting things. So we took uh, track people all the way out to California because my daughter and my son was a part of that. And so I happened to own a van, and I opened and owned a bus. Worked good. You know, and so we did that. And so we would do things. So I like track and field and I enjoy those things. Uh, but if, I don't know if you saw the 400 meter hurdles lady who broke the world's record and her, her testimony of testifying about the Lord Jesus Christ and what she said was amazing. Her, her wordage was perfect, was incredible, giving glory to God and giving honor to God about everything and such a blessing. And thank God for that. Amen. But we've got to be ready to share truth with everybody. And then the truth is, Jesus, why aren't you afraid? Because of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of what God's word says that, you know, no plague could come nigh me. That Jesus Christ has healed me. That he'll take care of me. Hallelujah. Amen. And if sickness does come, it has to leave. 
Amen? We take hold of what the Word of God says and we apply it to us. We apply it to our lives. It's amazing what people don't want to do. They say, well, I just don't know any scripture. Listen, you know Jesus saved you. Just give me your testimony. Man, all I know is my eyes blind, but now I see. I was lost as lost could be, and now I'm found. All I know is I, I, was, I had discouragement, I had depression, had all this junk, and now I got life, I got joy, I got hope, I got peace, and ain't nobody going to take it away from me. Nobody's going to take it away from me. Nobody's going to take it away from me. We take hold and we apply this because we have a right. See, for so long, and, and what's been happening, we've been conforming with the world, and we've been doing things and kind of mishing in, then all of a sudden the world rises up and says, well, now you guys got to do this. It's like, whoa, time out. Like I said, we need to have the influence on them. When they have no hope, they need to know where to go. They got to go to you and I. They got to go to you and I. How we can do this, how we can take hold, because it comes to the next one. How do you apply the shield of faith? Listen, folks, we're a faith church. I mean, we are. I mean, I love the subject of faith. I, I feel guilty to be in a faith preacher. I is what I is, and I always will be. Amen. That's just the way it goes, because faith is something that God's called me to minister to the body of Christ and to help people and to do and to understand. I have a trust and a belief in God. I just I have an unquestionable belief in him that what he said in his word is true and I can stand on it. I can believe it. He will do what he said he would do. Glory to God. He will always do that. Hallelujah. I mean, first John five fourteen and 15 says this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, according According to his word or his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. God said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Bible says that if we have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Amen. Just that little bit. If you ever seen them, it's a small. But if you have that little pure, but it's a pureness of it that just says, I just believe God, you're going to do what you said you're going to do. I'm going to stand on the word of God. And you apply that because you have faith to believe that, listen, God's not through with you yet. If you're breathing, God's not through with you. Some of you may not look like you're breathing because you're holding your breath. But the key is, is that, hey, God's not there. We speak and act from our heart. It's what we believe. It's what I declare. Somebody says, well, well, you know, Pastor, you said you can't do it. No, I can't. I can't do things because it would violate my conscience. It would violate my heart. And I can't do that because that would destroy me. And you can't do that. You can't allow. You've got to walk in line with the word of God. We've got to take what the word of God says. And you know why? Because you know how you overcome the world? You know why the devil's after your faith? He's after the word of God in you. He doesn't really care about you because you're already gone because you already made Jesus the Lord of your life. So you're already going to make heaven. But he doesn't want you to grow up. He doesn't want you to understand the truth because then you become dangerous. And so then he wants to spiritually attack you and he wants to attack in areas. He finds the weakest point to try to try to bombard you and get you to look at that and get so consumed with this and get so consumed with that so that you don't do what he wants you, God wants you to do. Because if he can keep you just doing with you, if he can keep you just delivering you, he can keep you in a Samson syndrome. Samson never delivered anybody but himself. He could have delivered everybody, but he could only deliver what itself. We don't want to be a babbling Samson. We don't want the anointing to come on us just for us. The anointing is supposed to come on us for others. 
to set captives free, to touch lives, to do things. God wants us to do that. Hallelujah. The next thing he says, we got to apply the helmet of our salvation. And that's the only thing that's going to hold you steady in these times. How many of you know we are living in crazy times? We are. It's crazy. Everybody's in fear. Everybody's in doubt. Everybody's, they don't know what's going on. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle this. They don't know how to handle that. They don't know what to do. They don't know if this is right, that's right. Nobody really knows what's going on. You can get your information from so many different sources, and you can make up all kinds of things. Come on. Come on, you can. It's amazing how many things I get on Messenger or Facebook. Just just people sending me, sending me, sending me. You can listen, listen. And listen, hey, information is great as long as it's processed right. Amen? Amen. Information is great as long as it's processed right. The problem is, is that any information that's going to hinder your authority and your love and your grace for God and your honoring and what you hinders your relationship, you got to throw that away. You know, you've heard me share this. I got tons of books in my bookshelves. You know, I have one, two, three, four, five, like six bookshelves in my office and uh, filled with books that I've actually read, uh, read them and, and got information and did it. And there's some books, you know, we're not now kind of threw most, a lot of those away, but there's some books I read I wish I'd never read <laughs> because they just brought doubt and unbelief. They brought confusion. And I would, you know, and I've got some books in there that if someone said, hey, I'd like to read that book, I said, no, you can't read that book. Because that'll cause you to, that'll just cause confusion. It'll mess you up. It'll get you all messed up. So well, why do you have that book? Well, because there's parts of that book that'll help. But you've got to know how to eat the hay and leave the sticks. <laughs> you know, the devil doesn't, he doesn't just throw out trash. He always said, there's some truth. You know, you just got to, you know, eat the hay and leave the truth. Or eat the hay and leave the sticks and it'll be okay. Hallelujah. But see, the helmet of salvation is hope. How many of you know we as the body of Christ are the only hope for this world's God? Because Jesus is the only hope. Folks, we, we got to have hope. Hope is expectation. Hope is expecting with pleasure. If you look it up in the Greek, it's expecting. It's having an expectation saying, something good is about to happen to me. See, for those of you that don't know, that's Oral Roberts, he had that song, and he'd say, and he'd always say, something good is going to happen, and God is good. And do you know that all the preachers during that day hated him? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, grew, back in the day, and I, I was around a lot of those Pentecostal preachers that, well, he just always says, God is good. Something good is going to happen to you today. <laughs> always good. He's always making good, that God's good. And, of course, I always ask, I said, well, isn't God good? Is he bad? Is he ugly? What? Isn't God good? I thought God was good. Well, he is good, but he's just making it seem like God's good. And I said, well, <laughs> God's good. <laughs> Well, he's too good. I said, well, no, you, you just don't think he'll be good to you because of what you're doing. See, we don't think God's be good to us because of what we're doing. Well, stop it. Quit sinning and start repenting and get with God. God's a good God, okay? You've got to do that. You've got to apply the hope of salvation. But he goes on to say that we've got to apply the sword of the spirit. And I, I think that what has happened in the body of Christ, a lot of us are doing pretty good on those lines. We really are. We really are. But we've forgotten about the sword of the spirit. Yeah. 
Here's the thing about it. All of these, these, these uh, weapons that we have or all the things that we have that he's talking about, those are armor. That's our armor. That's all for protection. We can put the shield in. We're blocking it. But see, the only offensive weapon we have is the word of God. This is our sword. So I want to sharpen your sword. See, the word of God can't be chained. It can't be bound. It's your sword. It's the word of God. You got to get the word of God in the mix of your life. You got to get the word of God. out of You got to start speaking what God's word says about you. You got to start saying, no, 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 no. God's going to meet my need. God's going to take care of this. God's got the perfect place for me. God's ordering my steps. Hallelujah. God's got a plan till I go to heaven. Hallelujah. God's got a plan. He's working it out. Hallelujah. God's going to sustain us. He's going to meet every need. He's going to supernaturally so that we can give and sow and be a blessing. Hallelujah. And allowing God to be God in our lives we've got to believe that and don't get yeah it's okay to cry it's okay to get frustrated it's okay to have a bad moment you can even have a bad two moments okay but don't give it no don't let the devil win in a bad day come on stop it repent something okay god i'm sorry that i'm having a pity party here because see when you have a pity party you're praying by yourself but if you'll start asking God, God, help me understand how to deal with this. How to, help me not to how to kill my husband or my wife here. Help me, help me how not to do this. Help me how to live and how to do these things. Help me how not to kill my kids. Help me how to, you know, this thing that you have given me, I don't know how to handle it, all that kind of stuff. But you've got to stop and say, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's back up. Because how many of you know the devil will take the littlest things and he'll try to mess you up with them? He will. He'll take the littlest things and try to mess you up. But we've got to take the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, when we declare it is written. Because the word of God in your mouth is just the same as the word of God in God's mouth. Because God's word does not return void. It is powerful, folks. It is powerful. It is powerful. Yes, there are so many crazy things in the world. There are so many antichrists in the world right now, spirits and all that. The, you know, the beast and the enemy, they haven't risen yet because they can't because we're here. We're the church. They can't rise to power until we're out of here. But the thing about it is, is that they're, they're, there's all kinds of folks, and they don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. They don't even know why they're angry. They have no idea why they're frustrated. They don't have anything. But we've got to take the word of God, hallelujah, and defeat the enemy in our lives. Man, if we could just get you to to get it to work for you, then you can turn around and start helping others. Then you can start reaching out, hallelujah, glory to God. Because the Bible says that we're not ignorant of of Satan's devices. We're not ignorant of what he's trying to do. He only has one road traveled, and it's through your mind. That's why the Bible says we've got to renew our minds. See, you only exercise the authority you have to the amount of the word of God that you have. Because you can only have authority on his word. Now, you have natural authority in certain things that you have because of the companies or whatever. But if, if, if you don't understand that God gave his word and the authority, if you understand the authority of God's word, hallelujah, it changes everything. That's why I always share it, you know, about that the whole world, the universe, everything is held together. According to Hebrews 11, in verse 3, it says the whole world is held together by the word of God. That means if you got up and the sun rose, guess what? This is still true. Now, if you get up and the world's gone, you're in trouble. (laughs) Because we're all gone, all right? Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Here's the thing, too. Let me just, let's wind this thing up. We don't fight to gain authority. We're not trying to get it. Jesus gave it to us. Matthew 28, when Jesus looked at the disciples, he said, all authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. I give it to you. You go. I give you all authority. He gave it. We're not looking for things to get. No, God gave it. Did you know that in Isaiah, when it talked about that the government shall be upon his shoulders, did you know that it didn't say it'd be upon his head? Because if it's be upon his head, then Jesus would have the authority. He said it was on his, his, his shoulders, us, the body of Christ. And it'll be on it forever. So the government and the authority, which is what that word means, is on the church. Okay? It's on the church. So I say, well, if I got all this authority, why am I getting beat up? Why did the devil just knock me around? How come I can't? Ain't nobody listening to me. I've been praying and talking. Well, you got to stop whining, first of all. Second of all, you got to stand up and say, wait a minute. Because when you have authority... All of us know when our mama or our daddy had authority, when they called our name in a way that we knew that they needed to call it, or all of us guys know that when our wife calls us in a name that we know that we're not supposed to have, we understand there's some authority going on there, okay? And you got to stand up and you got to get tired of being sick and tired. You got to get tired of being defeated. You got to get tired of the depression. You've got to get tired of what's taking, what's going on. Because see, here's the thing. We overcome the devil by the word of God. It is written. We overcome the world by our faith. That's what 1 John 5, 4 says. It says, you know, and, and, and that's what it talks about. We've overcome the world by our faith. Amen? That's what it talks about there. And we overcome our flesh by the spirit of God that lives within us. We don't let our body rule us. Our feelings can be all, all over the place. We can have feelings. I'm, we can be like, oh, we got to say, wait a minute, time out. I don't ask my body how it feels. I tell my body how it feels. I tell you, you better shut up. Stop. Get in line here. You know, I mean, I got a lousy theology. I've had a lousy theology all of my life because I've had a theology of pain. If my body decides to have pain, I'm going to give it a reason to have pain. Okay? We're going to do something that's going to cause some problems here. Now, that's not right. That's not a right theology at all. But that's been a theology of, because in sports, you always go to where you hit pain and then you're supposed to go farther. See, y'all got nervous about that. I'm not teaching that. I'm just telling you. See, that my, so when the enemy tries to attack, it's helped me in my faith. It's saying, oh, you want to fight? You, you come and you're going to do it? You want to fight? Watch this. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's take the word of God. Let's go. I'm just going to rise up and take the word of God, and I'm going to use it in prayer. I'm going to use it in dealing with the devil. I'm going to use it in ministering to the sick. I'm going to go out and find somebody who's discouraged. I'm going to go out and bless somebody. I'm going to go out and encourage somebody. I'm just going to flat, forget about me. He said, well, Archie, what about you? Nothing. To, even, all you're doing is not going to change. It doesn't matter. You're the one making the mess. I'm going to go out and tear your kingdom. You're trying to mess with my kingdom. I'm going to go out and mess with your kingdom. So we take hold of the word of God because how do we do that? We, we got to take hold and understand what we have. What are our weapons? Well, our weapons are the word of God, number one. That's our sword of the spirit. I like what one, one minister said about prayer, because it goes on to say here that uh, praying always with all manner of prayer for all saints with supplication and perseverance. Amen? In the King James. He said, prayer is like it's your lance. It's like being on a horse that has that long pole. You get to knock the devil off before he gets close enough to stab you. 
before you have to build up the shield of faith, if your prayer, glory to God, many times you'll win the battle or the joust before you have to have hand-to-hand combat. He said, but even if you have to have hand-to-hand combat, you got the shield of faith up and you got the sword of the spirit in this hand and you're like, let's do this. Hallelujah. Let's handle, let's take hold of the word of God and let's change the course of people's lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I'm going to end on this sentence right here, this scripture, okay? Daniel um, chapter 10 and verse 12. Daniel interceded. Daniel was a... You know, it's, it, when the angel came down to Daniel, he said, Oh, Daniel, oh, man of desire. And he said that to them two or three times. And I looked that up. Oh, Daniel, oh, man of desire. What that simply means, it really, in the, in the Old Testament, it means, man, you are keeping me busy. You, you just keep asking. You just keep doing. You're keeping me busy. I'm telling you, you just, you just won't stop, will you? I thought, I thought, man, I want to be that. But here's what he said. When Daniel prayed, you remember Daniel prayed in, in 21 days, nothing, he didn't hear anything, but then the angel came. This is what the angel said. Then the angel said to me, he said, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. God comes into your life. God does things for you because of your words. And it's time that our word becomes strong, that our word begins to declare. It's time for the church to arise and start saying things. We're not going to have revival. We're in revival. We're going to see things. The power, the presence of God. There is the plan and the prayer. We do this. God can do it. God can do it. I got a friend of mine, and I'll share this story. And I don't share the story to beat anybody up, but he's, he's, he's a friend, and he just lost his wife a year ago, or almost two years ago. Anyways, and I've been dealing with him and praying with him and helping him, but he just called me. We were just talking. He said, man, I got to tell you a testimony. He's, you know, he's 75 years old, and so, uh, and he was a pastor, and he's retired and everything because his wife got sick and different things. But anyways, uh, he actually contacted COVID and he's lives by himself. He said, yeah, I got this. And so my kids were all, hey, dad, you're going to have to do all these things. And he said, I was just praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do? He said, the Lord kept saying, no, don't do it. And the Lord said, turn on Facebook. And he goes, Lord, I don't even like Facebook. What are we doing? He said, turn on Facebook. I mean, he does. He's on it because that's how we communicate to things. But he, says, he said, and then all of a sudden he said, go over here to this. He said, see that person's live right there. And he says, okay. So I don't know who that guy is, but that's cool. He turned on live, and all of a sudden this guy was just, and this guy was talking politics. But then all of a sudden he stopped and he goes, somebody needs healing right now. He says, I'm going to pray for you right now. And he prayed for him, praying for healing, and he got instantly healed. He said, I got this. He said, he said, I had all the, he told me all these messages was going on. I said, yeah, you, yeah. He said, but everything now. He said, all of a sudden I realized I got strength. I mean, everything's calmed up. Every, I don't have this. I don't. He said, I got up and I was checking to see what I was trying to find something. <laughs> he said, it was amazing. I said, so then he went, to, you know, and they said, well, no, you don't have anything. And, 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 I, and I, we were talking about it. We were praying about it. The reason I share that story with you is because he wasn't trying to say, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not he, the Lord just said, no, I want you to do this. I want to do this. And I want to do that. He just followed the spirit of God. And, and it was just, he said, that guy doesn't even know me. I said, yeah, he don't know you. You don't know him, but God did. I said, well, why would God do that? Because God loves to do things. 
See, if we find the, what God's doing, see, we have authority. We have, uh, but if we'll take time to pray and we'll take time to fellowship with God, we'll take time. Listen, he'll direct our steps. He'll show you to be, where to be at the right place at the right time, listening to what transpires. Amen? If you'll listen, all of a sudden God will tell you, hey, do this. He goes, that, that, that sounds dumb. That's never happened. We had that situation happen yesterday. All of a sudden, God spoke to me and said, go back and do this. I stopped. You know what I thought? This would be the dumbest thing in the world. But I did. And when I went and looked, what what needed to happen was there. And I thought, Lord, you're amazing. You're amazing. He said, well, if you listen, I'll make you smart. (laughs) See, our problem is we're not listening but here's the thing. We're not asking and we're not saying. We've got to ask. We've got to say. You have authority, okay? This, and listen, this is not this afternoon athletic contest. This is not some. This is a fight to the finish. We're going to, we're going to, the devil's going to be coming at you all the time, but we're going to win every day. We're going to see miracle after miracle after miracle. Why? Because we've got a covenant. We've got promises. We've got what God says. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace. Thank you, Father. I don't know if anybody else got help this morning, but I got blessed. I preached myself happy. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for that. Thank you, Father God, because talking to the body of Christ, I want to keep them going and moving and doing. We know that there's an enemy arrayed against us, but we know that we're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But, Father, we also know there's a lot of hurting people out there. We all have relatives that need, or all friends that need to know Jesus. That we have friends that are backslidden, that are fallen from God, that need to come home. And if you're watching this morning and you need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, or you're here this morning and you've been invited by somebody, they might have dragged you here. But I want you to know the truth. When I'm talking about, oh, you're just bragging on being, yes, I am bragging on being a Christian because God gave us so much promises. There's so many wonderful things that once you receive Jesus, it changes everything. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. And so if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You just got to call on Jesus. You got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. Hallelujah. It seems so, so easy, but believe it or not, it is easy. God made it easy. And then our walk with God, he wants to encourage us, strengthen us, show us things. But if you're here and you need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your Savior, the Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to know God loves you. God gave Jesus to die for you and I. He lived, he died, he was raised from the dead for you, just for you. And if you want to believe that and confess him as Lord, you can be born again today. Just raise your hand real high. Hallelujah. Real high. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to look around because I don't know everybody, but I love everybody. We always want to give an an invitation because I want you to bring your friends. I want you to bring people that are coming. If you can't seem to witness them, bring them here. And we always do because people are watching. I got a wonderful testimony. From people, everybody look up. Let's lift your heads up here. I got a wonderful testimony from somebody who watched a program from months past. And we're so thankful that we shared the word of God. And they were just like, it just changed them. It helped them. It just, it got them out of a funk that they'd been in for about six years. And depression and, 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 and things that were just, it was, it, they hadn't been able to move forward. And I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, well, praise the Lord. 
I didn't think that message was that good, but that's pretty good. No, the thing about it is, is that the Word of God knows no boundaries. Aren't you glad? The Word of God cannot be chained. It cannot be bound. And it's so funny, you know, because I've had people even contact me for things that we did, you know, when we first started, you know, being online and stuff. And I'm like, that's still out there? But I guess it is out there, Greg. I guess it stays out there, huh? It's out there, whoever. It's out there. Somebody runs across it, and I'm like, that's scary. Because <laughs> they contact me and ask, man, you did it. I'm thinking, what sermon was that? I'm trying to think. The last three I did, I don't think that was in there. I'm thinking, oh, man, it was, it was, the name was this. I'm thinking, when did the world did I preach that? But it was good. Because the Word of God knows no boundaries. It knows no change. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we honor you today once again. Thank you for these amazing folks. Lord, I just thank you that your hand is upon Harvest Bible Church, that you've called us. You've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. And Father, your word that's going to be spoken this month in every service that we're doing is going to be a supernatural word. It's a word that's going to connect together and lead us into the fall. Of no matter what goes on, we don't know. We know it's been said that get ready for the fall. And Father, I don't. I'm just, I'm just praying. I'm just seeking your face. But I know this. No matter what, Jesus is Lord. I know this. No matter what, your word is not bound and the word of God is not chained. Hallelujah. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you for these amazing folks. They're so precious, so wonderful. Just love them so much. Lord, I commend them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.